0: Hello and welcome to an exclusive podcast brought to you by VJ Oncology, an open access video journal that provides healthcare professionals with trusted and up-to-date information in oncology through innovative digital media, including video interviews, podcasts, webcasts and more. Today, we hear from Sanjay Popat, a leading thoracic medical oncologist from the Royal Marsden NHS Foundation Trust. Professor Popat discusses updates in the treatment of ALK-positive non-small cell lung cancer and how the CROWN and ALTA-1 results may revolutionise the frontline treatment of non-small cell lung cancer.
1: At the ESMO meeting, uh, one of the datasets that we're all eagerly anticipating was the CROWN clinical trial data. Uh, there are now several. ALK inhibitors uh, which are uh, either uh, in development or being used and one of these is lorlatinib. Uh, it's already licensed to be used either after a next generation inhibitor or crizotinib and the key issue is should this be used up front and this was uh, the question that was being uh, answered by the crown uh, trial. Uh, this uh, trial was an international randomized phase three trial of frontline metastatic ALP positive uh, lung cancer patients who were randomized to receive either crizotinib or um, lorlatinib with the primary endpoint of uh, progression-free survival by blinded independent central review. Now, we've all been waiting a long time for this data because many of us have been using lorlatinib in the relapse setting where we find it a highly effective drug. And the key issue is uh, w- how much better than crizotinib would it be? We all expect it to be better than crizotinib. And what would the comparative efficacy of lorlatinib be against what we've already seen with brigatinib in the ALTA1L trial and alexinib in the ALEX study? The primary endpoint that was reported from the uh, CROWN uh, trial was progression-free survival by blinded independent review with a hazard ratio of 0.28, which is a really very uh, uh, strongly positive trial. The median um, survival for the crisotinib arm was 9.3 months and it wasn't reached for the um, lorlatinib arm. Now, some might say that the crisotinib arm underperformed, uh, given that we've seen around 10 to 11 months in the brigatinib and lectinib studies. Um, but I, you know, personally, I can see no particular reason for that because both brigatinib and crisotinib arms were well balanced. Patients couldn't have had prior chemotherapy going into this study, unlike the the alta 1l study and around 25% of patients had cns metastases going into the study which is very similar to alta 1l at 25% and uh, much less than the lectinib uh, trial of uh, the alex trial of lectinib uh, at around 40 uh, 45%. other uh, interesting uh, secondary endpoints included uh, intracranial response uh, we know that uh, Uh, Lorlatinib is a highly effective intracranial disease and those with measurable intracranial uh, brain metastases lorlatinib had a response of around 82 percent which is highly active and I would say that compares very favorably to what we've already seen with ALTA1L with a measurable disease intracranial response rate of about 78 percent. Uh, many of uh, the outpatients that we see have CNS metastases, and the key issue is what's the efficacy of these drugs in patients with CNS disease at baseline. Uh, Crown reported a uh, overall uh, progression-free survival in patients with CNS disease with a hazard ratio of 0.2, uh, which is really very effective, and in those without CNS disease, a hazard ratio of 0.3. So, just putting that in context, in ALTA-1L, uh, the hazard ratio for brigatinib versus chrysostinib for patients with CNS disease was 0.25, very similar to the 0.2 that we see with lorlatinib. Uh, but for patients without CNS disease, was uh, 0.65, similar for alectinib, uh, uh, whereas what we're seeing with lorlatinib is 0.32. Uh, So for patients without extracranial disease, this looks like a very active drug, and it also looks very effective uh, for patients with intracranial disease. Um, But I would also suggest brigatinib has uh, a a role here as well, given the intracranial data in l one l The one thing that we need to be mindful of is the rather unusual toxicity profile that uh, Lorlatinib has. It has a number of uh, adverse event types uh, that it can cause, such as hypercholesterolemia, peripheral neuropathy, uh, peripheral edema, but more importantly, neurocognitive effects. And in uh, the Uh, trial a total of around 20 20 percent of treatment related neurocognitive adverse events uh, were reported so overall in summary this is a strongly positive uh, trial uh, against crisotinib and definitely lorlatinib is a treatment uh, uh, option for patients with upfront disease Uh, it's very hard to make cross-trial comparisons between electinib, brigatinib, lorlatinib and of course we also have um, ensartinib uh, with the XL3 trial recently reported. Um, The populations in the trials were very subtly, slightly different, and the endpoints were were very different as well. Um, But undoubtedly, lorlatinib represents a uh, treatment option. I guess one of the things that oncologists are all thinking about is the unusual neurocognitive adverse events that we see with uh, lorlatinib. And in practice, one would have to balance those uh, against the efficacy uh, that we've seen. At the uh, ESMO meeting, we also presented updated data from the second interim analysis of the ALTA1L trial, uh, and you'll remember that this was a randomized phase three trial of brigatinib versus chrysotinib uh, in patients with uh, locally advanced or metastatic uh, ALK-positive non-small cell lung cancer. Here, unlike the Crown and ALEC studies, patients could have had uh, chemotherapy um, uh, as their first treatment, as long as they hadn't progressed, uh, really to keep the disease under control while screening and enrolling into the studies. Um, and the updated uh, data did confirm the uh, significant efficacy of brigatinib with a hazard ratio of, uh, of 0.49 for progression-free survival by blinded independent uh, radiology review, which, which which is very comparable to Uh, what we've seen thus far in the ALEC study uh, with electinib. Um, Here at the ESMO meeting we presented updated intracranial efficacy data and uh, looking at the progression-free survival in patients with CNS disease we see a a blinded independent uh, review PFS of uh, hazard ratio of 0.25 really demonstrating the marked efficacy of brigatinib in patients with uh, baseline CNS uh, metastases which account for about. About 25% of the um, study population. Now, this hazard ratio is um, you know far superior to what we've seen with ensartinib and electinib in Alex uh, to date although it's very difficult to make cross-trial uh, comparisons and I would suggest is is relatively you know, similar to what we also heard at the um, ESMO meeting for uh, lorlatinib with a hazard ratio of uh, 0.2 for patients with CNS metastases. Uh, we also had uh, more data about the uh, The the brain uh, efficacy. Uh, Brigatinib has an intracranial progression free survival of uh, 0.45. Now, that's good benchmarking because we've not really seen that type of endpoint before, and certainly uh, we'll all be looking for that endpoint for the Crown Law Latinib data because at the moment we've only seen time to intracranial progression, which is a slightly different um, uh, endpoint. And finally, we had some uh, clearer data on the Nature of uh, CNS relapses in patients in the L 1L, demonstrating that brigatinib did reduce the number of uh, patients with brain at, as the first site of progression compared to uh, chrysostomib, which I guess you would expect given its intracranial um, activity. And if we look at the pattern of progression in the brain, it tends to be new metastases rather than established uh, uh, disease. Also at the meeting, we uh, presented updated quality of life data from the ALTA1L trial. And clearly, we, we, we see that there is an improvement in quality of life in, in many domains, uh, but particularly in global health score, uh, which is improved uh, compared to um, so I think taking uh, account both the improvement in quality of life, the intracranial efficacy data, uh, the established safety data associated with an improvement in quality of life and the overall efficacy data, um, Brigatinib is, is clearly a, a frontline treatment uh, option for uh, our first-line out positive patients.
0: If you found this podcast useful, please leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, including Apple and Spotify, so we can continue to deliver expert-led content to you. Follow us on Twitter at @VJOncology and join in the conversation. Visit vjoncology.com for the latest updates in the field.